I have a question for you. I know this is a, your podcast. When you saw, you know, the 25% spike in Bitcoin over the last few weeks, did, yeah. do you think there's any truth to the uh, the FAA being hacked and Bitcoin and United States government having to pay the ransom in Bitcoin? Alrighty, guys. Awesome. Welcome back to DeFi The Odds. Episode number three, I got my good friend Josh here, aka Transparent. I'm sure you've seen him all around social media, doing art for some of the top uh, some of the top people in the world. I saw you were just Chris Middleton. I saw Guy Fury. I saw Post, I saw Steve Aoki, who is transparent. So, you know, I started doing transparent currency art as a metaphor for truth and transparency, primarily with keeping it real with yourself, but also your business associates, you know, how you choose to make your living with your loved ones, uh, with the central banks and with us, yeah. you know, the greater establishment that be. Uh, so I'm all about truth and transparency, raising consciousness and love and just, you know, I feel like uh, humans are ready for truth. You know, I feel like we can handle the truth. You know, and I think that uh, if we were only given the truth, that we would be able to make the, the most educated decisions based off of that. So anyway, I think there's a lot of lies in the world, and I think that's pretty self-evident nowadays. I think we see that more and more. So, I mean, what are your thoughts right now on NFTs, right? Taking the, the physical, putting it on the blockchain. Uh, are you doing that, number one? And then number two is what are your thoughts on the future of like profile pictures in the NFT space? I mean, yes, I have. So I actually started minting NFTs two years before Beeple even sold his one that made the NFTs famous. So I've been in the NFT space for a long time. It's funny, I wasn't even able to sell a single NFT four years ago for a thousand bucks. And then two years later, my NFTs were selling for like 75,000 USD, like one of ones. So uh, I, I, you know, I took an approach. I took more of a one-on-one -on -one approach to my NFTs. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I own you know, some, some drops of 10,000, 20,000, like, you know, but I look at it like this. I always wanted to keep my collection scarce for my, the value of my collectors. If Leonardo da Vinci would have painted 10,000 versions of the Mona Lisa, what would they be worth today? I mean, don't get me wrong. The ones that survive would be worth a lot of money, sure. but nothing compared to the probably $5 billion value that the original one of one Mona Lisa has. And so, uh, you know, I know that NFTs are going to last way longer than paintings. NFTs will last, you know, until the existence of the internet, because yeah. that's what the blockchain is. So, you know, that's, that's why I took that approach in regards to what I think about NFTs. I still think there's a market for them. I think because they are super limited and they're going to be like mint condition forever because they don't really exist. They're just exists on the blockchain. As long as we don't have some catastrophic brownout, blackout, cyber attack, yeah. where everybody loses their NFTs, or yeah, if the if the if you know if the blockchain or the internet itself is just broken, let's say it's Chaw two fifty six fails. I mean, I don't know if nothing like that happens. You know, I foresee uh, you know NFTs having significant value in the future. I mean, they they already have a cultural significance and nostalgic effect and value to them. You know, I, I believe that maybe a mutant ape may have a floor price of four million each in 20 years kind of come thing. on i got one i know you got one too right yeah a couple yeah so you know like what an incredible interview so far i mean transparent is probably one of the most knowledgeable people in this space and just like transparent i'm bringing you people every other week when you have access to the exclusive defy the odds newsletter look go down below get access defy with two eyes newsletter.com get full access i'm sending all my podcasts through this uh, different watch lists from the crypto space to the DeFi space to uh, breaking down tokenomics and really sending you a couple emails a week to update you on what's happening in the crypto space. So head back into the interview and grab the newsletter. We'll see you there. You know, kind of like baseball cards. I mean, I'm 41 years old. I've seen a couple of trends and in industries yeah. and this and that. So I'll tell you, man, I've seen baseball cards like this and then this and then you saw Michael Jordan's work. Also, it takes this one 
event to happen. Like people selling the NFT for what was it, 69 million or whatever that made yeah. everybody just go crazy, you know, or Michael Jordan's rookie card selling for what, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it really just takes one mega thing in the press to get all this FOMO going and everybody starts to create yeah. this whole new growth industry and, or, you know, these cycles in these industries. And so, but I do think that uh, NFTs are here to stay. Uh, not only for the longevity of the project, of course, being on the blockchain, living as long as the internet will, which can be thousands of years or longer. But um, like I said, I also believe that, you know, there's enough people that believe in them from, like I said, a cultural nostalgic significance. So that's a really yeah. important factor when you're looking at collectibles. And I think, it'll, you know, NFTs, the technology will be used in other places. Have you seen what they're doing in uh, Colombia right now with uh, the land deeds, putting it on the XRP blockchain? You know, and I can just imagine a marketplace, right? You upload your title to your house, your title to your car, just like OpenSea instead of the picture that's, you know, it's houses or it's cars, connect wallet. Sure, there's probably not going to be like a KYC, probably barrier to entry if you're buying a $2 million house, but connect wallet, I got some ETH, got some maybe Bitcoin and boom, you know, the, pro the property is purchased. So for sure, the, for what sure. he is doing is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. It's not just Colombia. There's a lot of countries that are doing that, but yeah, you're right. And uh, what um what countries have you been to where you've seen like NFTs and crypto kind of like a good good mentality and then a bad mentality? I know you travel a lot. I do travel a lot, but lately after the so since the NFT kind of blowout, yeah, it's it's been, it's been kind of COVID quarantine post COVID kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so don't get me wrong, man. I've shot creative photography in 53 countries around the world and random countries too, man. I've been to almost every continent on our planet. Wow. Um, luckily, you know, I say that humbly, but I love to travel. So I've been all over Asia, South America, Central North America, been all over. Um, I've been to Africa. I've been, I used to live in Europe. I've been to almost every European country you can think of, Eastern and Western Europe. Um, you know, I've, I've been to the Middle East multiple times and all over Israel and Dubai. Um, you know, I know there are a lot of different, you know, places adopting certain things. I haven't been traveling that hard internationally since post-COVID. So I can't, it's hard for me to answer that question. Things I've seen with my, but things I see in the news, I mean, look at all these countries now that don't even have a taxation on crypto at all.